everyone. I'm Gary Nall. Nice to have you with us today. Something unusual today, the show is being broadcast live, noon over the entire planet and all the syndicated stations. However, you'll be able to watch the program because we're video streaming on Zoom, but that is a delay and we have to edit that all together. So in about three hours now, those of you who are watching it on our archives will be able to see it where I'm standing in my study and at the animal sanctuary down here where I live in Florida. And, uh, and But everyone else will be able to hear the show right now. So if you want to watch it, you can see it in three hours, hear it, you'll hear it now. A lot to share today, a lot on health, especially on anti-aging, because I'm at the point where we have had the feedback from the scientific committee and the group that is helping to oversee the whole effort. And yesterday I heard from them for the first time post-results, uh, post and they said that it was a remarkable, historic, one-of-a-kind, never-before-done study. They had questions, and now we are uh, putting the final touches on this, the report, and we'll submit it for publication. I'll share some of the results with you today and some of the insights that no matter where you live, you can start to do these things on your own because that was part of our discussion. What can we do to help people who couldn't attend? Uh, what can we do to help people who live in a different country and by quarantine couldn't even come to a place? So I'll share that information with you. Also today we have a clip that we started yesterday, and it, it's just a sampling of doctors, over 45,000 45, regular board-certified uh, doctors, scientists, who are stating that something is terribly wrong with the pandemic's, um, let's say, consequences, how we're handling the pandemic, especially the quarantine. The numbers are wrong. The PCR test as a diagnostic tool is wrong. It's not a gold standard, and therefore giving you false information. Well, if you're starting off saying all these people have a positive uh, showing of COVID-19, but they have no disease, and you can't find the virus in their body, you just find a fragment, and you don't know how old it is, but it's certainly not active, versus someone who has symptoms, who can spread the virus easily, and who may get sick and depending upon their age and comorbidities could end up in a hospital and die. So we're completely mismanaging this and I believe and these scientists believe because of greed, just unmitigated greed, politics and power. Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, people in the White House, CDC, World Health Organization, pharmaceutical industry. So they're giving you their opinion. Now mind you, historically I would have had complementary or alternative doctors on to challenge this. These are all mainstream. It's the establishment fighting the establishment. And we haven't seen this in my entire lifetime. We've never seen this. So this is going to cause the shift. Also today, we will share with you democracy in the road to tyranny. What is being done in our name that goes against us and our freedoms of choice, I think is a very interesting commentary. Also, um, 
One of our listeners, Valentina, sent me a clip. I watched it. It's a short clip. It's only four minutes. We had to edit it down uh, to make it fit in today's format. But it's just a person, just a regular person, based upon their perception, telling us what they feel is wrong with the entire approach to COVID. You could agree or disagree, in part or whole. But we offer a form. We don't censor people. I can agree disagree with someone on a lot of issues, including what they're saying. Just like when people call in. I don't always agree with what they say. I'm not um, unpleasant to them ever. I try to understand what they're saying and then add on to it. But a lot of people are just censoring. If you're not in alignment with them 100%, you're gone. You're not on. In that respect, last night, Tucker Carlson did two things. One I agree with and one I completely disagree with. He had on a Victor Hansen, very bright man, more conservative, a traditionalist, uh, who is a professor of history at Stanford University, at the Hoover Institute there. Very, very insightful on history. But he asked him about COVID and vaccine and mandatory vaccines. He's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. He has not read our scientific material. He's only read corporate scientific material, which has all been cherry picked. And therefore, he was giving his opinions. You know, he's 67, looks a lot older, by the way, 67 there, and he's going to get his vaccine because he feels he's a risk factor. But what if he read all the scientific studies we have shared with you? What if he heard all the scientists we have had on the air? Would he have had the same opinion? But Tucker, I believe, was completely wrong by having him give people advice on whether they should take a mandatory vaccine and whether it was the government's prerogative to give a mandatory vaccine. You'll decide for yourself whether you want the vaccine or not. We're trying to show you that it's not been proven safe or effective. In fact, a new study just came out yesterday showing four people ended up with, with a, a serious condition. In some cases, over a period of time, it will self-correct, and that spells palsy. Now, they say they don't know the cause of it, and the FDA decided not to make it the fault of the vaccines, yet all four people were in the vaccine study, and they got it right after the vaccine. I mean, that's, that's how corrupt and banal that the FDA is. They've been doing this to the average citizen whose child is completely healthy, gets vaccinated, and then suddenly has all these neurological problems. And talk about neurological problems. There's a member of our audience, his name is Jim. He lives up in Connecticut. He's a nice guy. He has three children. All three children have autism spectrum disorder. He is arguing with his physician about the, the, the sensibility of vaccinating his daughter's children because of autism coming from his children. The doctor says, well, there is no proof that vaccines cause autism, none whatsoever. And if you ask the FDA, they say the same thing. If you ask the, uh, the CDC, they say the same thing. They lie. They're all pathological liars. So what we have done today, I did it last night for Jim. I sent him 100, excuse me, 
um, 77 studies, all in the scientific literature, showing a connection between vaccines and neurological disorders, um, brain impairment, including autism spectrum disorder. It's in the actual study. You'll see autism spectrum disorder, A-S-L, or D. So we have the proof. You now have the proof. I posted 177 articles, 122 from peer-reviewed journals, and we even highlight them, which were positive, which were neutral, which were negative on hydroxychloroquine. 90% were positive. And you're talking about massive amounts of people. So when they say, as I saw on one of the networks, oh, doctor, there's no proof that hydroxychloroquine is good. In fact, there's proof that it's not. The person was either being disingenuous, for whatever reasons we will not know, or simply not looking at the scientific literature. So you have to understand, we are a platform here. My program will only have information that we have independently validated so we can prove, not, not our opinion, hard, scholarly, scientific, objective medicine that autism is caused by, can be caused by vaccination. We have the studies. Now go to prn.fm, download them for yourself. We have proof hydroxychloroquine works and should be the first thing that a person uses when they get a symptom because that's when at low dose in a combination with zinc and zithromycin, you're able to stop it, kill it. And if you're a younger person, like 90% of the cases, it's over in a day or two. Older person, maybe it takes a week, but then you could cut by half at least and the actual study shows 66% would not go into a hospital. Even in hospital, if you give it a low dose, you can still reduce the uh, seriousness of the condition by over 33%. Well, that would, no need for a vaccine, no need for expensive drugs. You have the solution. It's right there. Others have said, well, vitamin D at high doses and vitamin C at high doses. And, and zinc, yes, it's in the scientific literature. We posted all that. So just understand we're posting information on a daily basis that challenges the orthodoxy. As a result, we've been deplatformed everywhere. And that's fine. I don't care. DuckDuckGo and other places, um, and coming directly to us, you can download the information for yourself and then share it with other people. And if you doubt that people are actually coming and downloading the information, then why don't you Google um, any of our documentaries and just put the War on Health documentary. And you'll see page after page after page. Every single one is the documentary. Now, there could be many other different things with that title, but we're the top of the list. And if you're at the top of the list under a search result, it means the primary thing being seen is you. And what if you have the first 15 pages, every single point on every page, and we've had that. We're averaging, I guess, about 140 to 170 million search results. I see up there every week, and it's been as high as a billion search results. Again, that doesn't mean that 150 million people have downloaded the documentary and watched it, but it means they're searching for it. 
And we have added to all of the documentaries, hundreds of millions of search results. Not a single advertising, no social media platform to promote it, word of mouth. So we are sharing information. But today we're going to show a segment that I do agree with, where Tucker Carlson got this right. And he got it right over two months ago when he had Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter Biden's business partner, the man who run the companies, on as a whistleblower to talk about the lies and fraud of Joe Biden and how he was getting kickbacks. He was in on the deal. He was Mr. Big, 10 percent. So that means he had been using his vice president position all along for years to benefit his brother, his sons, himself. What corruption. Not a single media would touch that. Not one. They censored the New York Post for doing that. So now, yesterday, they admitted it after he won the election. Well, what did that do to sway the election? It is very clear, and I don't really care which person got elected, Trump or Biden, they're both, in my opinion, totally corrupt, total idiots, totally compromised. There's not a scintilla of, of decency and intelligence in either one. But that's beside the point. It shows you that the tech companies control everything. They are the most powerful, corrupt group. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, they are all septic, in my opinion, because they censored all that through algorithms. You couldn't find that information on Hunter Biden and uh, how he was making millions of dollars for doing nothing. And yet he lied right into that reporter when asked, he said, I didn't get a single penny. No, he got millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Now there's an investigation on him. So we're going to hear that segment because here's what they did. They said they censored the information so the public didn't know about the corruption. And now as of today, as of today, they're saying we're censoring anything and anyone who challenges anything about the election. That's insane. That shows you why you should not use Google. You should not use Facebook. You should not use Wikipedia. Walk away from these platforms. We're going to play that. So he got it right, got it wrong. We'll play you that. Now quickly, and then we want to go to some of these clips, which are very revealing. <clears throat> Our studies show us that we can do two things simultaneously, the anti-aging studies. These were 90-day studies, 60 days on campus, 30-day follow-up, and now we followed for a year on a regular basis. This is the first two, the one in October a year ago, and then in the spring, this past spring. We were able to reverse biological markers, physiological markers, and nutrition deficiencies in a person's body. Now, we were very uh, strict in the allowing people in. Some people got there who either didn't know, which is possible, that they had elevated blood sugars or elevated blood pressure, but others clearly knew. Uh, some came with very serious illnesses, and we sent them home. Well, 
the study shows us the following, so please make note of this. If you stick with a healthy plant-based diet that is high in fiber, like 40 to 50 grams a day, from a variety of sources, fruits, that's a very soft fiber, that cleans out your intestine very easily, very gently. So people with Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, spastic colon, GERD, that will help them. Then you have stronger fibers, like grain fibers, bean fibers, nut fibers, legume fibers. Those are different fibers. All of those fibers play a role, and some of those fibers actually are prebiotic, like apple fibers and beet fibers. Then to have juices throughout the day, ideally start with one eight-ounce glass of fresh-made juice. Start with something that we know is detoxifying, because you've got to detoxify before you can rebuild. And so the detoxification will take someone generally a month, if they're really strict about it. Having none of the sugars, refined carbohydrates, the pastas, the meat, animal proteins, coffee. And so you cleanse with chlorophyll. Remember, chlorophyll is the great cleanser. Chelation comes from chile, the Greek claw-like, which means that a chlorophyll from spirulina, chlorella, kale, watercress, through the blood, grabs onto a heavy metal, lead, cadmium, mercury, and takes it out through the kidneys. And that's good. You need that. Vitamin C also stimulates chelation, cleansing. So you want to detoxify. That's where the plant-based diet and the juicing comes in. Now, every week you add one more juice till you're up to six glasses at the end of six weeks and then stay there. And these are eight-ounce glasses. These are small glasses. Remember, about 97% more or less of a juice is water. So your body's benefiting from this purified, clean water. The active ingredients are that 2 to 3% of the elements, the polyphenols, the amino acids, the enzymes, the antioxidants that go into the apple, that then go into the juice, and you drink it. By the way, if I'm juicing apples, uh, I'll keep, excuse me, I'll keep the pulp, and then I can make myself an applesauce. Or I can add cinnamon and, uh, and maybe some manuka honey to it, um, and I can blend that with some quinoa or some millet and have myself a wonderful cereal in the morning. There's a lot you can do with it. There's no need to throw any of that pulp away. And, and also, it's good for fertilizer, too. You make yourself a little compost. And then in, after about three months of that compost, you'll have nice soil, and that'll enrich a flower bed, anything that you're planting. In any case, you want the plant-based diet, you want the juicing, exercise is crucial. You want to exercise once a day to start, divide it in half, aerobic and resistance. Now, you want to start with what your body can do without straining and without fatiguing, but then keep a chart every day. How you felt? Did you feel stiff? There's going to be some muscle soreness and stiffness. 
probably for the first week, especially if you're power walking, because your shins are not used to having those muscles used, so they'll be a little painful. If you take extra vitamin C and magnesium, that helps dissipate that. And then do resistance. You know, just all the push-ups, the sit-ups, um, any kind, if you've got a VersaClimber machine, that's a machine that's about eight foot high, and you have two handles. And then you, you go up and down, you're going up and down, so it's hitting every muscle in your body. Sit-ups are great also. So do your workout every day. Do yoga, meditation, green time. That's also important. So by doing this, you're turning off inflammation in the brain, the eyes, the heart, the lungs, the kidney, the liver, the musculature. You're doing half of all the great work to stimulate an immune response. So as you turn off inflammation, you're also turning off allergies. You're also building up the body's natural chi, life force. You'll feel better. You'll feel more dynamic. Positive thoughts, positive action. Don't rush it, but be consistent. And at the end of about two to three months, you're going to find that many of the illnesses like high blood pressure and diabetes have come way down to where your doctors say you no longer need these medications. That's what we have experienced. So simple information that could add a lot of years onto your life. I'm going to go into great depth on this with an upcoming webinar when it's totally finished and we publish the results, probably within the next six weeks. All right. And also we're going to be doing a new, um, a new one the last two weeks. There's two we're doing. One. It's just, it would be like being in a normal retreat uh, where you're doing yoga, meditation, and butterflies. By the way, where butterflies are being decimated up on the uh, Pacific West Coast, there was just a, the uh, San Francisco, or Sacramento Bee just had an article today about monarch butterflies dying in mass. We're propagating monarch butterflies, thousands, and letting them go in the environment. Um, we hope to have tens of thousands by the end of the year of monarchs that weren't there, there in the whole environment. And I'll go into greater depth how we're doing it, and you could do the same thing. <clears throat> right now they're hatching inside and flying all over a dining room. And we have plants that they eat the food, and then they'll go through the winter there, and then in the spring they'll go outside and start laying eggs outside. In any case, um, I'm running a little late, so I want to get uh, through this. Uh, we're going to have one where the whole idea is, can you do the same thing that we did with real intensity, very gently, with your mind? Can the mind really change your biochemistry? Bruce Lipton says yes. Epigenetics says yes. Uh, Dr. Yamamoto said yes, he proved it with water. But with people who were mindful and did meditation, changed the, a drop of water that was frozen, instead of being shards of glass, a beautiful, beautiful uh, symmetry. Can we meditate? And through that meditation, and through sound, something that the great Sham Bhatnagar, uh, who in, brought to our country, chakra. No one had ever heard of chakra before he brought it. And... Uh, He's still alive, still doing well, still living over in New Hope, New Jersey, still teaching as he's done his whole life. Wonderful human being. In any case, 
we're going to be incorporating a completely different approach over three weeks to see if a person can change biological markers. Now that's never been done before, never in a scientific study. And that was discussed yesterday with the scientific review people who I'd met with for the first time post all this, and they love the idea. Uh, another idea they have I'm not so happy about, they want to do, do something over. Because they said, your audience, Gary, they're healthy. I said, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but what about if you're just a regular person, you know, with high blood pressure and you're overweight and your hair is falling out, and you're anxious and you got eczema and hemorrhoids? You got to have those people in a study. Well, we didn't allow those people in the study, but now it looks like I'm going to have to, so I'm trying to figure out where I've got the time to do this in a very busy schedule. And uh, anyhow, I'll talk about that later. So right now, there's two studies going to go on, definitely. One is a duplication of our two-week study, very, in, very intense. Good, good intensity, fun, laughter, but really committed people. <clears throat> That's for two weeks. The other is no intensity, just the opposite. Everything laid back, relaxed, and lots of meditation. Lots of our classes will be on meditation. All day, it's meditation, meditation, meditation getting your mind working and in ways that deep meditation is going to be taught um, and see can we have the same results heavy workouts twice a day 15 glasses juices and and or one glass juice a day vegan meal nice little workout no stress lots of meditation lots of sound and healing lots of understanding qigong understanding Tai Chi, understanding Qi, understanding energy in the body, so you can use it as a tool. Both are going to happen at the same time. So if you're interested, uh, a little later I'll give you Luan Panessi. In fact, we'll post Luan Panessi's. Jesse, if you would, post Luan Panessi's phone number uh, uh, so they can call her if they're interested. And I'm limiting the number of people because I have to spend a lot of time every day with the one group. The one group I don't, just the lecture. But this group, all day long, I got to teach them techniques. So that's what we're doing. And it's also a fundraiser for WPI coming for just none of the anti-aging, just to relax and have life. So that's the beginning of our show. Now we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go to a guy, I don't even know who he is. I've never seen him before. But he has some things to say, getting it off his, his chest about COVID. Again, agree or disagree, but we need people. I need you to do a little video, short, three minutes to five minutes, and send it to us. And if we feel it can inspire people to deeper thinking, even to challenge it, even you're wrong, here's why you're wrong, or you're right, I didn't think about that. We need to challenge thought. Life is not supposed to be a safe place where we get offended or our life feels threatened if someone wears the wrong colored uh, sweater today. We've gotten to a place where we're weakening ourselves intellectually, spiritually, physically, on all levels. Back in a moment with this clip. Please stay with us.
systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay, right? I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, we should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. Right. When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety, along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why didn't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right. And so because because though 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis, there was no tuberculosis pandemic any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. What you're really participating in is a beta test for AI systems and facial recognition. See, these cameras work best when people are, you know, distance apart. Now that they're, now they're actually testing through machine learning how to recognize, you know, a face that's partially covered. It's also a way to easily determine who's compliant and who's not. Who does the propaganda work on and who it doesn't? You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. Hmm? When the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets, it's not about your health. An institution that you know, has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know, alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. An institution that's racked up $23 trillion prior to coronavirus in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund. Hmm? An institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care. If people are really concerned about public health and safety, you know, in general, but, you know, they don't care if people, you know, um, eat garbage, drink poison, smoke cancer and take prescription drugs, but think that toilet paper, hand sanitizer, masks are going to protect them from the boogeyman coronavirus. You know, this is a special kind of stupid that I, I can't address here. You should ask yourself uh, some, a couple basic questions. When did you consent from, you know, you creating a government to serve you to you serving the government ruling over you? If you want to know, you know, who's in charge, just think about who you can and can't criticize.
Well, agree or disagree, I believe that that person represents a lot of people's thoughts. And we can, we can have a discussion on any point made, but we have to have discussions, including and especially people we may disagree with. Because right now, everything in medicine, there's no real discussions. It's whatever Big Pharma says, whatever the AMA says, whatever the FDA says. And what if you're the doctor who says, but that's not my experience. I treat patients differently and I get a different, much better outcome. We don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm concerned about censorship. Talking about censorship, here are a group of doctors. Mind you, this is just a sampling of orthodox, mainstream, board-certified physicians from all over the world. We played some yesterday, we're going to play more today. Just to give you an idea that it's not just me and others who are concerned about misinformation given on the COVID virus. They're not denying COVID exists. They're not denying that it can kill people. They're not denying it's easily spread. Those things are true. What is not true is the number of fatalities. They've been grossly overborn. They've been conflating flu and pneumonia deaths with COVID. They've reduced heart disease deaths dramatically on the chart, you see it, and COVID picks those up. But overall, the CDC, uh, not the CDC, yeah, the CDC's own site said only about six to seven percent of all deaths were shown to be exclusively COVID. The rest are comorbidities. What if you're not a comorbid person? What if you're a younger person, under 60, five and healthy? Then there's no reason that you should be dealt with as if you were a person that had to be quarantined and dealt with with special medical care. So this is what they have to say. Please listen in. My name is Dr. Carrie Made. I am an internal medicine physician from the United States of America. I've owned my own clinic and I've been medical director of two different clinics, as well as being an attending physician for medical students over the last 19 years. I'm here to tell you that there is no worldwide pandemic for COVID-19. We're using testing mechanisms called PCR that have never been indicated or created to diagnose any infection. This is not the way we should be diagnosing. In addition, hospitals and doctors are getting financial incentives to diagnose COVID-19. On top of that, we have multiple lab errors happening around the world over and over, indicating more false positives. On top of that, I am here to tell you that I will not take the COVID-19 vaccine and I will not recommend the COVID-19 vaccine for any of my patients. This vaccine is experimental on the human race because they are proposing to use modified messenger RNA or modified DNA synthetic to the human body. This is the first time ever this will ever be launched on the human race. We don't know what, what could happen to us. In addition, they're proposing to use nanolipid technology or nanotechnology and the human race as well. There are so many different awful things that can happen to us and we need to investigate this before we go forward. This is my alarm call to the world. My name is Dr. Bear Lando and I've treated many vaccine damaged children due to the lack of proper testing and the spurious conditions surrounding the alleged pandemic I would highly caution anyone considering taking the COVID-19 vaccine. I am Kate Shimarani, natural nurse in a toxic world. Do I believe there is a pandemic? 
absolutely not. There's no evidence of that. Do I believe that COVID-19 exists? Absolutely not. It has never been proven. Do I believe that the population need this new COVID-19 dangerous vaccine that's not had the safety trials done and it hasn't ever been done before? Absolutely not. No one needs it. Do I believe that our government should be arrested for possibly genocide? Absolutely. My name's Sandy Luna, retired pharmacist and I live in Norway. The COVID-19 vaccines are not proven safe or effective. I'll focus on just two safety issues. The vaccines carry the risk of immune enhancement instead of Protecting against infection, the vaccine can actually make the disease worse when a vaccinated person is infected with the virus. Secondly, in the UK, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency has made an urgent request. Quote, the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions. The COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe or effective. This is not a real medical pandemic. I want you to remember that each one of you, every single one of you, independently is a beacon of light for those around you. So set the example, stand up, continue to fight, continue to speak out, especially for your children. Let your children see what it means to be free. Allow your children to witness your heroism and that you are willing to stand up and do what's right, regardless of what's going on around you. Vaccination is penetration of the body, mind, and spirit by the state. The COVID-19 vaccine is not proven safe or effective. This is not a real medical pandemic. My name is Constantine Pavlidis, and I'm a professor of cognitive science, a biomedical researcher, and an integrative healthcare practitioner in London. I feel that the COVID-19 virus is not a real medical pandemic, and for this reason, the vaccine that is being produced is not proven safe or effective because there are four stages. The latent asymptomatic stage, the developmental stage where there is a manifestation of symptoms, the virus convinces the T-cells that it's not an invader and then it hacks into the immune system. And finally, the fourth stage is the decline of the virus's presence where it is undetectable by any test and it's not present in the body liquids. The viral DNA becomes a part of the DNA's host immune cells. So for this reason, no COVID tests are truly accurate and no produced vaccine could be accurate as it tricks the immune system into reacting as if there is a real viral attack, where this triggers monocytes in the attempt to access the immune memory cells. These actions appear as viral symptoms, for example, chronic fatigue, muscular contractions, or mental health disorders, ranging from depression to suicidal tendencies. And all of these are, in fact, side effects of the vaccine's influence. That transduction irreversibly puts that virus, snip of virus into your DNA and transforms your cells. Hello, I'm Santa de Poet. I'm a freelance journalist and I represent Children's Health Defense in Europe 
with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We want to alert you to the fact that the current COVID vaccines are an experimental product based on the injection of genetic material into our cells. And the risk of using these new technologies on humans and the environment are unknown, while they could have irreversible consequences. In April, the Pandemic Accelerator Act of the European Union allowed vaccine producers to have a free pass for safety. And on July 15, the European Parliament agreed to remove the need of risk evaluation requested under the GMO regulations. That decision was made in 10 days. There were no scientific reports, no hearings in health commission, no debate and no amendments prior to this vote. So Children's Health Defense Europe has asked for the annulment of this decision in the European Court of Justice in Luxembourg. Please share this information as it is extremely important to understand that the current COVID vaccines are not proven safe. Our legislators have abandoned the principle of precaution by putting blind faith in a dangerous experiment. My name is Heiko Sandelmann. I'm a German medical doctor uh, now working in Norway. I have been working with general practice for 40 years, doing research for 20 years, the last 10 years, especially on vaccines. I have to shout out that this is not a real medical pandemic and the COVID-19 vaccine is not proven to be safe or effective. I agree with the British Medical Journal that the testing is not done honestly. The claimed 90% effect is really only 0.2% if you study the results. I wonder, why did Gates and his conspiracy terrorists spend billions to develop vaccines that can sterilize men, women, and even their unborn children? Uniform and forceful measures, medical measures, are unethical and cannot be implemented on a defenseless population, neither as tests nor as vaccines. Any medical intervention, testing, Treatment or vaccine can only implement it in an ethical and legal way based on an individual medical consideration, well-informed patient consent and clinical evidence of harmlessness beyond doubt. Thank you. My name is Mikael Nordfors. I'm a medical doctor from Sweden and I'm working with integrative medicine and uh, there is no pandemic and uh, the vaccine is neither safe nor effective and to give a untested vaccine to entire humanity and use them as guinea pigs is complete madness and nothing else and we must stop it now. And it's even more madness to give it to children when children don't suffer from COVID-19. Nobody died under the age of 15 in my country so far. And then there's only side effects and risks and costs. And that's a waste of money and waste of human life and safety. So stop it now. And I also bet that there will never be a vaccine as safe and effective as vitamin D that can reduce mortality between 50 and 95 percent, depending on the level of vitamin D you have in your blood. Thank you very much. Hello, I'm Elke de Kerk. I'm a medical doctor from the Netherlands. 
I have informed myself about the vaccine and I want to tell you about three things. First of all, this vaccine could be sterilizing women and girls. Secondly, this vaccine could cause a viral interference, a priming, uh, and then it can cause a cytokine storm, which is very dangerous for your health, for people. This has been seen in uh, humans and um, animals, animal testing with other coronavirus uh, vaccines. And then thirdly, this vaccine could change your genetic blueprint, your genetic code, your DNA forever, and we don't know what it's going to bring you. Thank you very much. Inform yourself, protect yourself, protect your children, and look it up. Thank you. During my career of being a scientist activist, a journalist activist, environmental activist, I have looked at the evidence of what is wrong, for example, DDT, and we could possibly get five or ten scientists throughout the whole country to agree uh, about how bad it was. Today, I've never seen anything like it. We now have at least 50,000 medical doctors and scientists, including Nobel Prize winners, who say that everything about this pandemic is wrong. And therefore, we should be looking at preventing the condition. We should not be holding people, in effect, hostage who are otherwise healthy. And we should put special attention to helping those who are most vulnerable, who have comorbidities like obesity and heart disease, emphysema, etc., and especially those who are already at the end of their life in nursing homes, assisted living centers, hospice care. We're doing none of the above. We're waiting for the big vaccine. And as you heard them all say, it's been proven either safe or effective and experimental. And you've heard me saying that they have been cherry-picking the information to try to sell us on this, 95% effective. That's not true. You haven't heard the whole story on that. Would people change their mind if they knew the whole truth? Would people have voted for, for Biden if they knew how corrupt his son was and he was complicit in it, opening the doors as being vice president? Um, maybe, maybe not. But now we have this form and we have people exponentially saying something's wrong, something's wrong, something wrong. At the same time, all your social platforms are saying, no, don't listen to these people. Are you going to say that 50,000 people right now, in this moment, who've come forward, risked their careers and reputations, are all wrong? You've got some great scientists there. You've got a man, you just heard him, medical doctor. Also, uh, he has uh, spent decades in research, including on vaccines, and you're saying he didn't know what he's talking about? No, these people do know what they're talking about. And thank goodness they're there because it's going to just explode, especially after people start having the side effects, especially after they've all been inoculated, and then we see the mistakes that were made. But remember, no one was held accountable for the 40 million Americans who were given the inoculation for the swine fever uh, pandemic that didn't happen. Not even a single person died. The one person that allegedly died from it actually died from having the flu, was in the, a military bed and was gotten out of bed, went on a forced march, and then succumbed after that. No one was held accountable. No government agency had to change anything. It's the way we do something. We don't know how to say we're sorry. 
We don't know how to pay for reparations for all the damage we've done. So if these same corporations that have so often engaged in illegal and corrupt activities are suddenly to have everything expunged, completely exonerate everything from their background, and now today they're going to be honest with it? Would you believe Dick Cheney today or George Bush today or Donald Rumsfeld today or Colin Powell today or any of the other people who got us into a war that caused such destruction? No, they should never be believed for the rest of their lives. Yet somehow we're supposed to believe Anthony Fauci, who has been wrong so many times and has cost so many people their lives. Let's go to a clip now. Oh, by the way, um, I, I came up with Luann's phone number. So write this down if you'd like to be one of the participants in either of these two studies going on simultaneously, one for two weeks, one for three. And the, uh, the last three weeks of um, April for the third week, three-week one, and last two weeks of April for the two-week one, or just as a uh, just as a person coming to enjoy themselves, detox, rebalance. Luann's number is 903-881-7008. 903-881-7008. Yesterday, someone made an interesting comment in our, we had a, a conference call discussion about the results. Gary, how many total people were involved over the last year? Oh, around 185. You made a comment earlier that not one of these people has had the flu or cold this year. That's based on the feedback we've got. Yeah, that's correct. And no one's had a COVID diagnosis. Yeah, that's correct. And a lot of these people live in either Los Angeles or New York City or the congested areas. That's correct. Think about that. Think of a group of people who changed their lifestyle and none of them has had the cold or flu or been COVID uh, sick. What does that tell you? So we had a whole discussion about that. And uh, I'll give you the outcome of that about what it does for the immune system. Yeah, no one was infected. We practice spacing, masks, we're appropriate indoors. And, uh, and interesting, isn't it? Now let's hear from Tucker Carlson about calling out, and the only person in the media to call out uh, the Silicon Valley people. And what I like about Carlson, the things I totally disagree with about Carlson, but this I do like. They tried to boycott him, get him off the air. If you notice, his first commercial comes at 17 minutes into his program. That meant that he has lost millions of dollars in advertising. He refuses to change who he challenges. He's gone after the Republicans. Lindsey Graham, he had a picture of 13 Republicans up before the election say, don't vote for these people. They've sold out to corporate America. Who else does that? No one else on Fox does that. And he's called out everyone where he finds corruption. Good for him. So listen to what he has to say. It's very enlightening. It is attributed to Hunter Biden, and it reads this way. Quote, I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel, also yesterday, that they are investigating my tax affairs. 
I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors." End quote. Well, a few of us knew that already, to be honest. Shortly before last month's election, we reported on this show that federal prosecutors had opened a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings with China, among other countries. We knew that was true, which is why we said it. Other news organizations knew it was true, too, but they didn't say it. They said nothing. They hid that news, critically relevant news, from their readers and their viewers. They didn't want to hurt Joe Biden's chances of getting elected. The Justice Department itself refused to confirm the existence of that investigation for fear of being accused of political interference. So going into Election Day, most Americans had no idea any of this was going on. All they knew was that Joe Biden had dismissed the entire thing as a Russian plot and that large numbers of senior officials in the so-called intelligence community agreed with that assessment. That's what Joe Biden said at the debate. Again, what we're about to play for you is the sum total of information that most voters in this country got about the Biden family's business dealings with China in the weeks before they made up their minds in this election. Watch. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. Oh, so 50 former intelligence folks have decided that it's Russian garbage. It's just more Slavic disinformation, just another example of the Kremlin interfering in our sacred democracy. The intel community has decided that, so just throw it in the circular file. Well, that's a familiar line. You've heard it many times before. In fact, you've heard it every day for years. Russia! Yet somehow you haven't heard it much recently. In fact, for about a month and eight days, to be exact. Democrats have about zero interest in highlighting Russian meddling in this election. Assuming there was any Russian meddling, it was not very effective. Apparently, Vladimir Putin let down his closest friend just when it counted. Poignant. In fact, the whole topic of foreign interference no longer seems like a priority for the Democratic Party. Have you noticed why? Because it's now clear to everyone, whether they're willing to admit it or not, that the real threat to this country is not Russia. It hasn't been Russia for 30 years, since the summer of 1991 when the Soviet Union collapsed. And to claim otherwise is absurd and was always absurd. The truth is that the real threat we face as a country is from the communist government of China, which, and everyone knows this too, has long been in bed with our democratic elites, in some cases literally in bed. And yes, we're looking at you, Eric Swalwell, you lying creep. More on him in just a minute. But back to tonight's news on the Biden family. How do we know for sure that Hunter Biden is under federal investigation? Where'd the news come from? Well, it came directly from the Biden transition team. They're the ones who told us. The confirmation of this investigation was not leaked to the New York Times. It came right from the top of the Democratic Party. In fact, in tonight's statement, there was included a message from Joe Biden himself, affirming that he is, quote, deeply proud of his son. Joe Biden didn't specify why he was so gosh darn proud of Hunter Biden. Maybe federal investigations or a rite of passage in the Biden family. We can only speculate. We can be pretty sure that Joe Biden didn't want to issue the statement in the first place. Why would he? 
Who would want to issue it? He issued it because he was pushed. By whom and for what purpose was he pushed? That's the question tonight. Now, we don't know the answer to that. We do know that there are powerful forces within the Democratic Party that do not like Joe Biden. They believe Joe Biden is too male and too white and too wedded to the old ways, wedded to politics as it used to be back when there was a functioning constitution that provided checks and balances on power. People like that would like to displace Joe Biden and get right to the part of the story where Kamala Harris and her sponsors at Google run the United States of America. And it's hard to believe they're going to wait four years to do that. We'll see. You heard it here first. According to what we've learned tonight from the statement, the investigation into Hunter Biden is not related to his drug use. We confirmed that as well. Instead, the investigation is based in part on suspicious activity reports on foreign transactions. Now, keep in mind, in the weeks before the election, you were not allowed to go on Twitter or Facebook and discuss those suspicious foreign transactions. You couldn't talk about them even after Hunter Biden's business associates, people like Tony Bobolinsky, came forward in public with evidence that those were real. You had to be quiet and not tell your neighbors about any of it in case your neighbors might be tempted not to vote for Joe Biden once they learned it. And they might have been tempted not to vote for Joe Biden had they known. On this show, Tony, Bo Tony Bobolinsky revealed that Hunter Biden made deals with groups connected directly to the Communist Party of China. And he made those deals with the blessing of his father, explicitly the former Vice President Joe Biden, who himself was profiting from those deals directly. The former vice president has said he had no knowledge whatsoever of his son's business dealings and was not involved in them at all. But this sounds like direct involvement in them. Yeah, that's a blatant lie. When he states that, that is a blatant lie. Obviously, the world's aware that I attended the uh, debate last Thursday. And uh, in that debate, he made a specific statement around questions around this from the president. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I uh, almost stood up and screamed liar and walked out because I was shocked um, that after four days or five days that they prep for this, that the Biden family is taking that position to the world. Again, that was Tony Bobolinsky, who was in business with Hunter Biden, who met with Joe Biden to discuss that business with China. That's what he said on camera. And at the time, they called it a conspiracy theory. CNN rolled its eyes, literally. They dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Most media outlets deemed it unworthy of mentioning at all. Now it turns out all of them were lying. Again, if you're looking for election rigging, look no further. That's what this is. They kept information from the public in order to influence the outcome of the election. They rigged it. A few good reporters have been vindicated tonight, starting with the tough but beleaguered staff of the New York Post, who took a massive amount of crap for telling the truth. Okay, we're out of time. Um, we're going to have the entire segment, another five minutes of that, uh, in our archive show, so you can download it. But we want to thank you for joining us today. I look forward to sharing more tomorrow. Have a nice day, everyone. Thank you.